0: Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 359 and welcome back to my front porch. It is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome here in Arizona. I think it's like 60 degrees. The clouds are out so it's covering up the sun. I don't know what it is. Like in Arizona when the when the sun's on you, it adds 20 degrees. It's crazy. It could be 20, It could be 60. You know, 60 degrees out, it feels like 80 if the sun's right on you. Um, so right now, it's kind of nice because the the clouds are covering up the sun on the front porch. Just loving it. You know, birds are out here. Uh, I've gotten to relax for the last little bit, um, which has been awesome. I hope you've had an amazing holiday season. Uh, I really do. I hope it's been a really, really great holiday season for you. It has been for for me and my family. Um, For us, what was really cool was this was the first Christmas that we got to have our daughter-in-law with us. So they did their kind of Christmas thing at their house, their apartment, which is only like a half mile away. And then they came over and we did Christmas morning at our house, which was so cool. And it just is kind of like one of those moments where you're like, wow, like... It's crazy how fast time has gone. You know, you hear that, and you probably, you know, you probably remember hearing your parents tell you that when you were, you know, younger. And But it's a real thing. Uh, it's a real thing. Like, it feels like time had just, you know, gone so fast. But seeing Ben and seeing Maisie... You know, be over at the house as a married couple, um, but us getting to do family and our family's expanding and how beautiful that was. That was like a really, really cool moment. And then uh Cooper and I got to go on my second elk hunt uh, last week, and we did four days out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, out in the middle of the wilderness, nowhere, freezing cold just hiking and looking for elk we didn't see any i didn't get an elk this year but it was really great to be out there with him that was the highlight of just spending time with him and being outside with him was so awesome we had such a great time and um lots of great memories and it was just a really really good time so i hope that your holiday season was really really great i hope you had an awesome time i hope you got to enjoy that with um With your friends and your family and and celebrate and I hope it really truly was uh, a really good time to uh, just relax and and be together. Um, So uh, there is a bunch of you who continue to listen to this podcast and I, I want you to know I just really appreciate it. I love that there is a group of people just trying to figure this thing out together. You know 359 episodes is simply just a chronicle of my life interacting with scripture here in the front porch. And I hope it's been the same for you. I hope it's just been this moment of being together um, wherever you're listening and and that it's starting to kind of shape your life and it's impacting your life. And so that's what this has always been from the very beginning was just I'm being impacted by God's word out here on the front porch. And it's a bunch of us kind of doing it and figuring it out together, which I think is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So for all of you who are listening, thank you so much. If you're new, welcome. If there's like this new year's resolution kind of thing, like, and you're just popping on here because somebody told you to, just so glad you're here. We've got a bunch of episodes and a bunch of passages that, um, that uh, have impacted me and it seems that are impacting other people. So that's really cool. Um, and then there's a whole crew of you who support this podcast. And I, I want you to know, like, the money that comes in goes to kind of pay for the fees for the different things that make this podcast happen, upgrade some technology every once in a while. So uh, just huge thanks to those of you who continue to give and those who give one time. It just helps this to continue to move forward and and it's not a huge financial strain on me. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate all the support. Okay. Our passage, First Peter two twenty. Um, we uh, a couple weeks ago we did a episode on First Peter two. Uh, another passage I can't remember which one. And so you can go back and listen to that one if you didn't. But First Peter two is a really really important uh, pa- passage. As Pastor Peter is kind of going in and trying to unpack for these young churches. Kind of what are the foundations of what it is to follow after Jesus? What does this look like? What are we supposed to, What? how are we supposed to live? What are we supposed to do? And so in verse 20, chapter 2, verse 20, he says this, But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable for God. So I'll read it again. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. You know I've talked a lot and I will continue to talk about my experiences in India because they were they have been and still continue to be so formative in my life um, and I've talked a lot about the pastors in India because they have made probably the greatest impact on my life um, but man I'm telling you what um the the last time I was there we did a pastor's conference and we're in the it was a small one we're in a room and a guy walks up and he pulls up his shirt and on his back were Wounds where he had been beaten, and I said, "What happened?" So these radical Hindus came in, were trying to beat not only him but beat his family. And I mean, you can see, I mean, the red and the black and the blue—they were fresh. What? What do you do? Says so we went back in and we had to preach. And I'm just like blown away by that. Continue. To be blown away by that, like we, here's the thing. Here's the humbling thing about that. We have no concept of suffering here in the West. Very little concept of suffering in the West in comparison to the rest of the world. Truly, this man, as a result of preaching the good news, is being beaten with a reed. And then he comes back in and he continues to serve and love those who beat him. That's mind-blowing. And see, and what Peter's trying to say is so interesting here. It's so interesting. He's like, listen, it makes sense that if you've done something wrong, if you've made a mistake and you've gotten trouble for that, like that makes sense. Like, for instance, as it relates to this pastor, if this pastor steals something and then was beaten for that, now we might say, oh, that seems severe. That's fine. But we would go, that makes sense. That's there's justice there because he stole something. And so, you know, justice was brought to him. Maybe not in a form that we appreciate or we, we, that we would agree with, but, but, but justice in some form was brought. And Peter's like, well, what, what good is that? And then he talks about this. What about suffering when you do good and you suffer and you get abused? He says this kind of suffering is commendable to God. Because what he's trying to help these young Jewish believers, young Jewish and Greek believers, what he's trying to help them understand, people of the way, you're to live different. You see, we have this concept of justice in our minds. If you do that to me, then you deserve this. And he's trying to reframe all that for us and go as people of the way, people of Jesus. The way we endure things matters because there's something so much bigger at stake than justice, truly. And if you're a Christian, I need you to hear this. You were called to suffer and to suffer really well. And my concern for so many Christians is they don't believe that they've been called to suffer. We have been. We're called to to follow after Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Like there's this great quote by Tertullian. He's He's a church father from the second century. And this great quote, it's a very famous quote, and he says this, The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. The blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Here's what he was seeing, and here's what we know to be true all these years later. People died unjustly for following Jesus, for preaching Jesus. And how they handled that brought people to Christ. They could not believe that these people did not denounce Jesus or even denounce the people who were killing them, but took on what Jesus took on. Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. And as a result of that, people came to faith who are these people? And who is this God? Who is this Jesus who would lay down his life, who are his followers, that they would lay down their life? And we are the benefactors of that sacrifice, of that suffering. You worship at a church. I pray you go to church. I really do. Not because it's like a really good religious thing to do, but because it's the place where the community of God comes together and celebrates and encourages one another and worships together as a family who's endured much throughout the week. It's our place of rest and rescue and respite. And it's there because people suffered. And listen, I know a lot of what's going on in our culture. And I know the church hasn't gotten it all right. And guess what? They never will. (laughs) They never will. But Jesus, he's perfect. But we worship him. We don't worship the church. We worship Jesus. We go to church to worship Jesus. And that place exists as a result of those who suffered the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church it helped it to, to continue to grow which is why when i say you are called to suffer you are called to suffer and suffer well but there is this false theology out there and it is pervasive that god is only concerned about your health and happiness and it's if you go down that road you are going to be so disappointed You're going to miss out on so much miraculous work in the midst of your suffering. Listen, James talks about in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of our hard time, to consider it joy. To Consider it joy. How do we do that? Because my joy is not found in my situation. My joy is found in Christ. And it's revitalizing that and reigniting that in us. So no matter what we go through, Our focus is on Jesus. Our focus is on those that are watching us endure what we are going through. And so we don't need to get sidetracked. But so many of us are because we have bought into this idea that it is unjust when something goes wrong in our lives. When in reality, it's that very thing that can be used to turn people to Jesus. Because when we do this well... People ask questions. How is it that you and your family can find joy even when you're going through hard times? How is it that you can be so honest about your faith? How is it that you're not denying God when you seem to have lost everything? How is it that you didn't curse the boss out when he unjustly called you out? How is it that you didn't just cut off those people when they were unkind to you? How is it that you serve them? That's the kind of stuff that stands out. That's the kind of stuff that Peter's talking about. That's the way he's pastoring them. He's trying to right-size the way it is to live in Christ. And I think for so many of us, we have it all wrong because the gospel is what the gospel is because Jesus took on the cross instead, listen, of taking up the sword. There's this dichotomy that we see as we come to the cross where where Peter, the very person who is writing this, lobs off the ear of the person approaching Jesus. Jesus kind of looks at Peter and goes, nah, man, that's not how we do things. And he heals the man and he endures the cross. He endures the Sanhedrin. He endures the beating. He endures carrying the cross. He endures the spitting and the mocking. And what does he do when he gets to the cross? Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. What's that all about? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable to God. Before God. God is who matters. Following Jesus is what matters. Not justice. Justice is in the hands of God. He chooses. He decides. What you're responsible to do is to do good even, even when it doesn't make sense because there are people watching us. We are a gospel presentation in all that we do and we need to look to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfector of our faith who showed us how to endure this because how you suffer displays who You serve. So the question is this. Is there a situation right now that God is calling you to? He's calling you to suffer for good. And I want you to think about that. Is there a situation right now that you're going through that God has called you to suffer for good? Father, this is so hard and we need your spirit to lead and guide us. We need your wisdom. We need your discernment. Please, please help us so take a breath reflect and believe that the god of the universe is near to you than your own heartbeat until next time cheers